And welcome to another edition of Across the County. I'm Noah. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, I told you we would be talking about a couple of very important issues on the show in the next several weeks, and today's is no exception. We're going to start by saying there's an event coming on August 19th at the Legacy Resort in Mission Valley, and it's put on by the organization we're talking about today, and they do so much great work. Save the Storks, if you've never heard of them, they're a 501c3 nonprofit, and they exist to inspire cultural change by shaping compelling pro-life narratives and empowering strategic partners to serve and value every life, and that's the key right there every life not just the lives that are out and about already living but the unborn as well that is so important and my guest is actually going to be talking about the answer to two questions that inspired something pretty visionary what if there is a way to reach abortion vulnerable women right where they are right where they live and work and the second question to be answered is What if there were people who loved these women enough to invest their time in providing the care and resources needed to truly give them the freedom to choose? And that's the point. More than just one option. The, the, the answer is not abortion. You got to give them the entire picture. And that's where my guest comes in. Diane Ferraro, CEO of Save the Storks. Diane, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. No, this is such an honor, and I just feel so privileged and blessed to be able to share what we're doing here at Save the Store with your audience there in San Diego. So tell us how it all started. I said that there were already answers to both of those questions because it's the blessing of Save the Storks. You guys started with one bus or one band, rather, excuse me, in the Bronx, and you guys have expanded tremendously. Tell us the story. Absolutely. So the founder of Save the Storks, he did hear about this bus in the Bronx and wanted to go see it for himself. So he flew out there and went with a group of sidewalk advocates and witnessed a woman who, when she heard there was a free ultrasound on that van, she decided not to go into the Planned Parenthood, but instead step on that bus and get the free ultrasound. And she came out of the the bus crying called her mother and told her mom she was going to be a grandma. So that beauty, that blessing of the ultrasound, inspired that young lady to choose life for her baby. And that one van in the Bronx inspired the Stork Bus. So it's a mobile medical unit. It's really an ultrasound on wheels. It's something that I like to call a vessel of divine intervention that we see in Exodus 2. It really is a modern-day vessel of divine deliverance. And it's really taking what... Moses was in when he was in that little basket as a baby and his life was saved when he was pushed down the river. And this modern day stork bus, just like you said, is going to women when they are facing that unplanned pregnancy, often going in front of a Planned Parenthood or an abortion clinic, maybe a college campus, maybe a nightclub that's popular in town. Women are stepping onto that stork bus for the free ultrasound and four out of five women are choosing life for their babies. Isn't that beautiful? It's beautiful. And maybe you can confirm this because it's something that I've heard around town and I'm not sure the accuracy, but it makes sense to me that when women choose to at least get the ultrasound, when they see the baby for the very first time, that's a game changer. It is a game changer. You know, a woman will hear her heartbeat at around six weeks. 
so it's barely, you know, when she probably doesn't really even have any symptoms that she might be pregnant. So when she does step on that stork bus and hear the ultrasound, see the ultrasound, hear the baby's heartbeat at six weeks, she realizes that there's a, a, a living human being inside of her. And what we love about this ministry and what pro-life ministries around the country are doing, such as the pregnancy health clinics, is that they're showing mom that they are brave enough, they're strong enough to make that choice, and the choice is for life. You know, so many women, they do a Google search when they might suspect they're pregnant, and Planned Parenthood pops up. Oftentimes, two or three ads pop up. So that woman feels like choice means going to the abortion clinic. So when she finds a local pregnancy health clinic, of which we partner with Chula Vista and San Marcos clinics there in San Diego, and she can find a stork bus, she is given that hope that maybe she didn't feel before. And she she's surrounded by medical professionals who are believers, who love her, who pray with her, who want her to know that they are going to provide her with all of the resources she needs. And it's just a beautiful picture of how the church can get involved with this mom who feels like she's in a crisis and she's in a situation that she can't undo. We want to remind her what a blessing it is, and there are people who will help her every step of the way. Every step of the way, from beginning, and I'm not even going to say ending, sometimes it's all the way through the the birth of the baby, correct? Absolutely. It's through the birth of the baby and after. You know, we have um, educational programs for moms. They have an Earn While You Learn program at the pregnancy centers where mom can go get daycare. She can learn more about how she can get housing, perhaps finish her um, education career counseling, daycare. They help her learn how to be a parent and and be a responsible parent at that. Um, For moms who maybe don't feel ready to raise a child, we offer the option of adoption. And I was adopted as a baby, and I came from a rather crazy background. My birth mother was married and had four boys and chose to do something maybe a, she shouldn't have done that she regretted later and she actually was going to get an abortion and she chose life for me and you know to think of how adoption really gave me that second chance of life it it just it, it inspires me to share that story with other women who feel like maybe they're in college or maybe their situation wasn't great on how they conceived the baby but we want her to know that there there are 80 people for every uh, unplanned pregnancy waiting to adopt. So we want to get that story out as well. So women who are facing an unplanned pregnancy know that adoption is also an option. It's a great option because there are so many parents out there, or I should say husband and wives that can't have babies of their own for one reason or the next, and that are looking for someone, a son or a daughter to love and to be able to nurture and bring up. So it's a perfectly great option. It's a beautiful match, and it's just the the beauty of how God can put these relationships, these people who, you know, the couple who is really desperate for a child, but they can't have a child, the woman who is carrying a baby that maybe is unwanted, bring those two families together. And we hear a beautiful friendships that are developed because of this relationship. And now open adoptions are very common. And so we hear stories of where the, the girl might, maybe she doesn't have a great relationship with her own parents, but this the family that adopts her baby, they become like a second set of parents to her. So it's just a beautiful picture again of God. God's love and redemption and how he's going to take care of us if we trust him. 
That's the key right there is to trust him completely. Noah here on Across the County. Diane Ferraro, my guest. She's the CEO of Save the Storks, a tremendous 501c3 nonprofit. And I know there's a stork van in Chula Vista through your partnership with Silent Voices, and people can check them out at silentvoices.org. What does it mean, Diane, to be a storks partner, and how does an organization get involved? Yes. So there are 2,700 pregnancy health clinics around the country. And what Save the Storks does is we come alongside those health clinics to let them know how they might be able to serve women in a loving, compassionate way. So a lot of these centers, they may feel like, well, we just offer the free pregnancy test, but that's like where our relationship ends. What we're doing is training them. We're training the executive directors, helping them go medical with licensed nurses, a licensed ultrasound technician, um, getting the ultrasounds in their facilities. Um, if they have a need for a stork bus where they might go on the road and go out to the you know, abortion clinics and go to the colleges, we help with funding for that as well. We really are here to make sure every pregnancy health clinic is serving with love and compassion and proving to be a, a really viable option so that woman who feels like she doesn't have any choice but to abort her baby knows that then she has the choice to choose life. You know, one thing that we found is that two out of five women in the church have had an abortion, which that broke my heart almost more than anything in my three years here that I've been here. So we also want the church to step up and come alongside the Chula Vista Pregnancy Center, the San Marcos Pregnancy Center, offer to help them with volunteers, help them with their funding, help them with their, you know, whatever it is, with their crisis hotline where women call in at all hours of the night. We really need the church to step in and let these pregnancy centers know that they want to support them and help get the word out because there are women sitting in their own church pews that have had an abortion, which is so sad. It's sad. It's devastating. But again, it's all about knowing about the different options. I I actually think in my heart of hearts, Diane, that that's where it is. Some of these girls, some of these women, they don't know what is available to them. And once they do know, and once they see the ultrasound, that, as I said, opens up a whole new world on what they can actually do, whether it's putting the baby up for adoption or whether they're like, you know, it's going to be difficult, but I can do this with the proper help. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, Save the Storks and the Pregnancy Health Clinics, we connect women with the free health resources. So we want them to be educated. We want them to make a life-affirming choice. And just like you said, they need to know their options. And we feel like even before they are facing an unplanned pregnancy, we want, you know, the high school kids to understand what a stork bus does. Volunteer at the local pregnancy clinic. Go out in March at the March for Life. We want young people to really understand what it means to be in the church and serving these women who do face an unplanned pregnancy. So that way when a close friend or a sister or maybe as in that young woman herself or the, the boyfriend of a young woman, they find themselves in an unplanned pregnancy, they know where to go and they don't feel desperate and they don't feel that they have only one resource. We want them to know that the church will step up and help. These pregnancy centers will step up and help. I love it. This might sound like a silly question, but I'm very curious, and I'm imagining the answer is rather simple. But what's the difference between the stork van, the stork bus, and then what I've seen online, which is pretty cool, the stork liner? Yes. So they really are just different sizes. So the stork bus, which is the most popular model, is a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. So you might have seen all these camper vans, especially during COVID, 
where families pile in into a really beautiful state-of-the-art Mercedes, and they can go see the country. Well, what we've done is we have a builder who converts these into medical units. So when you step on, it, it's really a OBGYN office on wheels. They are beautiful. They are expensive to produce because we feel like women deserve the best, especially when facing this moment of decision that we want her to know how special she is and how special her baby is. So we only put state-of-the-art equipment in these stork buses. And the beauty of the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter, now we're working with the Ford model as well, is that the pregnancy center can park them in any parking space or on the street. It takes up a normal space that a van would. So that's the beauty of that. That's why that one's so popular. The Freightliner can really put two medical offices on this platform. So they're huge. When you step in, a lot of them have an office. They have two offices. They have a restroom. Um, they really are equipped to see two women at a time. So those are less popular but really important, especially in the urban areas that are going out and serving you know, more women at one time. And then we have um, smaller units. We have the vans in the past, but we find that the Mercedes-Benz and the Fords are really the most popular because we can truly build out that state-of-the-art office inside the, the Sprinter-sized van and, again, still park those in any parking place. So they're very, very mobile, very efficient, and they can reach a large number of women. Diane, I, I imagine it comes down to the partners and then what they think that they can serve their area, their community with, Correct. Correct. That's absolutely right. We do a lot of research before we even approve a pregnancy center to take on a stork bus. Uh, we want to make sure, again, they have the medical staff, they have a medical director, they have a board that supports them. We want to make sure that they have the church support and the community support. And we put in so much training before they even get their own stork bus because we feel like the, the way they're communicating to these women, the, the experience they're providing, even how they're speaking to the young men who sometimes accompany the women, we want those young men to feel loved as well and let them that they have a voice, that this is their baby, and they, they can let their girlfriend know that they are going to be with them no matter what. So we also provide resources for the young man, teaching him how to be a father, teaching him how to be a husband. So he really feels equipped, and he has that same amount of courage that she has, so together they know they can parent this child. I tell you, that warms my heart because I've been a full-time single dad since my kids were babies, and it is one of the greatest joys of life, being a father. Fatherhood, I absolutely love it, and I promote it as much as I can. And so to be able to see the fathers being part of the process as well with Save the Storks, I love that. Oh, I'm so glad. We, yeah, we are. We're so blessed to be able to work with the young men and the women. You know, one thing um, I wanted you to know in San Diego, we, we chose San Diego as one of our mission critical markets this year because abortion rates, sadly, are some of the highest in the, there in the United States than they are anywhere else in the United States. Wow. 22 out of one, every 100 babies are aborted in San Diego. That's that's shocking. You know, that's one out of more than one out of every five babies. And we want the men and the women to know that when they do face that unplanned pregnancy, that they are going to have the resources. We, we want that number to be zero out of a hundred. We don't want any babies to be aborted. Just like you said, there's dads who want to step up and raise their children. There's couples waiting to adopt that baby. We just want to get the word out to these women 
that when they do find themselves in an unplanned pregnancy, that they've got the resources, they've got the support and the love, and we are here for them. Well, a great way to do it is to get the listeners that are hearing us right now, Diane. And by the way, Diane Ferraro, CEO of Save the Storks, with us on the show with today. SaveTheStorks.com. I forgot to give out the website. Go to SaveTheStorks.com. Also, click on the Research tab, which I find fascinating. All kinds of stats. It's really going to put things in perspective for you. So, again, go to SaveTheStorks.com. But Diane, as I started to say, the listeners, they can get their church involved with Save the Storks and help empower moms to choose life. That is a huge part of the process. The churches can really be, as I used the word and the term earlier, that's a game changer as well. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. You know, unfortunately, pro-life has been seen as a political issue, and a lot of pastors are, you know, rightly so hesitant to talk about it from the pulpit. But what we're encouraging, you know, if you're in a women's study group, if, if you're a youth leader, if you're a worship leader, start to bring pro-life into your conversations at church. Bring it into the Bible studies. Bring it in with the young people. Bring it into the women's group, even like a, an over-50 group, you know, you know, the older parents, the grandparents, start to set the example for the younger people in the church. And then let the pastor see that, you know, we're a church that isn't afraid to talk about pro-life. We're not afraid to get this issue on our pulpit. In fact, we need to. Again, I mentioned that two out of five women in the church have had an abortion. We heard that more women are afraid to go to their pastor with an abortion or I'm sorry, more women are afraid to go to their pastor with an unplanned pregnancy than to God with an, with an abortion. They're so afraid of their pastors and the judgment that they've heard they might face. My prayer is that pastors are not going to judge these women, but instead be the hands and feet of Jesus, right? Let these women know that, yes, they made a mistake, but we're here now for you. A baby is a blessing, and we are going to surround you with love and support and wouldn't it be great if the church just really opens up to women who maybe aren't Christians in the community so women start to see the church as the place to go and get the help rather than Planned Parenthood? We need to do what Jesus would do now, and that's really one of our, you know, important points here at Save the Storks. We remind each other, you know, what would Jesus do if he was here running this organization today? And we know he would be loving on these moms and letting them know of their resources. So, yeah, if, you know, if you're part of the church, please get involved. That's why we're having a worship night on August 19th. We want to have a night of just praise and worship. We're going to have some guest speakers. We want churches to come together as groups and get involved and then maybe even host a worship night at, at their own churches so we can get the word out to a wider audience and San Diego. And Diane, where can they go to get more information about the event? If they maybe want to either be a part of it, if they want to volunteer, or simply if they want to attend, is it on the website yet, savethestorks.com? We're working on getting it on the website. It will be on in the next week, but it will be up there. So go to savethestorks.com. You'll learn more. Or you can also go to our Facebook page, which is at Save the Storks, and we will have information there, too, in the next week. You know, one thing I'd like to say in... um, as an advocate of pro-life, Diane, is that uh, being a, my kids are 23 now and they're twins. And like I said, Mm -hmm. I've raised them full time since they were babies and I would not trade it for the world. If there's any single mothers out there that are pregnant and they don't know what to do, and maybe some of this information is touching their heart and they're thinking about reaching out. I also want to impress this upon them too. I have made so many loving memories with my kids that I could never even consider what it would be like in life without them had they were not. My life would not be the same if they weren't born. And I would be not nearly half the man I am today 
And so I I want to impress that upon the mother that you're going to grow as a person and you're going to learn from being a mother and being a parent. And those babies are going to, for lack of a better analogy, they're going to complete you because I know my kids did complete me. It sounds kind of cheesy, but it's true. That is so beautiful. Thank you for that reminder. You know, one thing we do at Save the Storks really well is we share stories. And if your listeners want to go to our Facebook page or our YouTube channel, we have some incredible four- to five-minute stories of mothers that chose life. One woman was a drug addict, and she said, no way, I can't raise this baby. I'm a mess. Well, guess what? They helped her every step of the way, and now she says her little boy really saved her life because she went to rehab, she got involved with the local church, and it's just a beautiful picture of redemption again. And and for her to say she would not change that for anything, just a beautiful reminder. And just like you said, those children, the joy they bring, yes, there's going to be tough times. It's expensive to raise a child, but... Again, we want to remind women and men that they are brave enough and strong enough, and we're going to get the resources they need so they can raise that child and not just survive, but thrive and have blessings that they would never experience if they didn't get that opportunity to raise that child. Amen to that. Noah here on Across the County, wrapping up a tremendous interview with Diane Ferraro, CEO of Save the Storks. Go to savethestorks.com. Don't forget to check out the event. It'll be on the website soon. It's August 19th at the Legacy Resort in Mission Valley. It's going to be a night of worship and a lot of great information. I highly suggest you attend. Diane, in the last couple of minutes that we have left, anything you'd like to leave our listening audience with? Absolutely. Prayer is so important. I I just don't want anyone to forget about the importance of prayer for these moms and dads. We have a Devo on our website, and it's also on the YouVersion Bible app. It's a 30-day devotional, and it really walks the Christian through how they can get involved with the pro-life movement. And it's really, you know, part of it, one part I love is the fasting, you know, give up something that you love, you know, maybe it's chocolate, maybe it's coffee for a whole week. Um, And start to just pray for these women and men who are facing that unplanned pregnancy so that they will know that they can make that decision for life. And, you know, as much as pregnancy centers and stork buses, you know, we need to get the word out. Prayer is really where we need to be. We need to be on our knees right now, asking the Lord to just show us as individuals and as churches what we need to be doing to reach more women, to reach more men. Let them know the truth and really stop all the noise with the celebrities and Hollywood and movies and and really all of the false information that's being shared about how inconvenient it is to face an unplanned pregnancy. They're all lies, and we need to let these young people know that they can turn to someone who can help them. I also wanted to let your listeners know that because abortions have been so prevalent, we want to make sure they know if they had had an abortion that there's support. There's an organization that's called Support After Abortion. That's that's their URL, their website, and they offer 800 different uh, recovery programs around the country. So, and it really is tailor-made because we, we also want to recognize a lot of your listeners may be post-abortive, and we want to make sure they know that they're loved, 
they're forgiven, that Jesus wants them to have a personal relationship with them, and that we want them to get involved in a recovery program. It can be maybe a weekly program for 12 weeks at the local pregnancy center, or it could be um, a, a weekly or a weekend retreat that is put together too. And they have programs for men and women because we hear about so men who are grieving that loss of a child. Maybe they paid for an abortion for their girlfriend back in high school or college, and now 40 or 50 years later, we're hearing stories where they're, they still can't get over that grief, and we want them to heal. So I, I just want to let your listeners know that there is support for anyone who has had an abortion and that we love them so much, and we're here for them as well. I love that, that you guys are even there on the other end of the spectrum when the abortion has already been made. That's something that's not commonly thought about at the end of the day. You think of organizations like yours helping people that are making that decision, not ones that have already made the decision. Right. right. It's, it's critical. We can't expect people to listen to us and trust us until we're, we're dealing with the, the grief that people who have had abortions over the past, you know, nearly 50 years now since Roe versus Wade became law. And even before that, you know, when people were getting illegal abortions, we have to remember that there are our friends, our neighbors, our family members who have had abortions. Um, you know, when you think that there there's probably close to 80 million people around the world right now who have had an abortion who are living right now and they're grieving and they're told that it's not a problem. It's a fetus. It's a clump of cells, nothing to worry about. But those men and women who have faced abortion know it wasn't a clump of cells. There was a baby that was denied that chance of life and they made a decision in a moment of crisis and most of them now are regretting that choice, but we also don't want them to know that there isn't a resource for them. And that's why the support after abortion is so critical, because if we can help these people heal, we feel like they will be the the people that can help younger people now know that the abortion wasn't the right decision. The, qu- the quick, easy way out wasn't quick and easy in the long run. And there's a lot of grief that goes with that. So we feel like these post-abortive um, friends and neighbors of ours and family members are the ones who can really share their stories and help the next generation. I couldn't agree more. Diane Ferraro, it's been an absolute treat. She's the CEO of Save the Storks. And I want to end on something that you actually pointed out a few moments ago, which is stopping the noise, because there is so much noise out there when it comes to single mothers having to make a certain decision. And they're hearing things from the mainstream media and from celebrities and just from all places that they probably shouldn't getting be getting their information from at the end of the day to make that critical decision. And so if they can just turn everything off, if they've heard any part of this interview, and they can go get some great information from SaveTheStorks.com, organizations like yours, so they can have all the options in front of them, I think at the end of the day, that's a great place to start. And second point is, you said that we should all give up something to pray for your organization. I couldn't agree more, but if I have to give up coffee for a week, that might make me a very grump, a very grumpy individual. Yes, agree. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> but I'm Di- with you. Yeah, yeah. But Diane, thank you so much for sharing this information because I think it's so important. And I think if people can at least, what I did before the show, you go to savethestorks.com, you click on the research tab, and there's so much that you're going to learn just from that. 
Absolutely. Just learn as much as you can. I love that research section as well. There's a lot of facts in there. And again, you know, we we are pro-women, we're pro-men, we're pro-family, and we're pro-love. And we want your listeners to just remember that, you know, we need to be here to love on these women and men and let them know that they can make that decision for life. Well, I hope you guys have a tremendous event, the worship night that you guys are putting on August 19th at the Legacy Resort. I'm sure people are going to have a great time. They're going to learn a lot about themselves and about the options before them if they are a parent that's looking to make that life-altering decision. So I hope it's a great turnout for you. Thank you, Noah. We'd love to see you there, too, and and all of your listeners. We'd love to just have a great turnout so we can celebrate the Lord and celebrate life. Amen. Noah here on Across the County. Diane Ferraro has been my guest of Save the Storks. Go to savethestorks.com.